0: Do you travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do? Or maybe you just struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle in general? This is the Road to Health podcast, and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with and interview on my show to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that come from traveling for business, but by working on a few key areas of my mental and physical health, I'm managing to get healthier as I go. No one needs to take this journey alone, so if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Do you have a high intensity career and find yourself struggling to maintain a balanced lifestyle? Hey everyone, Tamar here from the Road to Health podcast. So glad you could join me today. I was thinking about this the other day because, of course, I've been home for, I don't even know, the days are just blending in. I think it's been about three months now, but. You know, having a career where you're on the road all the time, you're a road warrior, as I like to call it, can be really challenging. I've done it in the past, but not to the extent that I do today. And you know, it for me, it was a big struggle going out, uh, figuring out what to eat, or really just wanting to eat anything in sight because I do love travel and I do love trying local meals and food uh, wherever I go. And so it's kind of, it's part of the experience, right? I always look at travel as an experience, but of course doing it uh, for a career full-time where you're traveling two or three weeks out of the month It definitely presents as challenges. You have to be a better planner. Um, I think you also have to decide what type of lifestyle that you really want to live and just own it, right? Decide ahead of time who you want to be, show up for it, and, uh, you know, just live it. I also wanted to extend a big virtual hug to you all. I in all honesty, feel like as soon as I can leave the house, I just want to hug everybody. I miss people. I have been very fortunate lately being able to go for walks with friends. Um, you know, I live really close by a small lake that every once in a while, I'll just go out, I'll take a nice walk with a friend, we get to catch up and chat. But I gotta be honest, it's really difficult to hang out with someone and not hug them goodbye or hug them hello. It almost makes it more difficult to see those people. But, um, you know, being able to see people in person has been fantastic. I currently cannot travel still because, of course, the borders are still shut down, which is too bad. So, hopefully, things get up and running soon. I guess uh, I am grateful that I had been forced to slow down for a little bit. Um, It just really gave me a chance to kind of restructure things. It also gave me a chance to work on some more content Uh, As I mentioned last week, I am going to be uh, writing, well, I am writing my first book, and that is going to be uh, published at the end of July, so I will give you an exact date shortly for that. I'm also starting a five-part series on the show, which starts June 15th, so make sure you check that out it will be two episodes per month where I really dig into specific parts of my story, um, addiction, depression, um, codependent relationships, all sorts of good stuff. But it, uh, it reflects some of the chapters that are going to be in my book. So essentially, it gives you a sneak preview uh, about what's going to be in the book. So stay tuned for all that. But of course, that is not why we're here today. Today, I get to sit down with my friend Ashley Phillingham from Kick Ash Law. And, you know, I got to ask her about what it's like to be a lawyer because she was a lawyer in a big time law firm. Currently today, she actually helps other business entrepreneurs get their business up and running. And, you know, we talk about what it's like to be on the road. She used to be a road warrior and she had struggled with that because you know, as those of you who travel for business know, there is client appointments, dinner, drinks, uh, a lot of socializing that can go into that lifestyle. So it's really easy to live a super unhealthy lifestyle. So we talk about that. Uh, we also talk about how she paid the price for that type of lifestyle and what she did to turn around. And, you know, she actually uh, goes into how she became what she calls an accidental vegan. And so, of course, that does make it a little bit more challenging for her when she goes out for dinner. So, so she discussed with us how to order at a restaurant, you know, and how she almost made a game of it. But... Uh, Ultimately, you know, we talk about that you have to choose to live that healthy lifestyle, right? You have to own it. You have to decide each and every time how you're going to show up and who you want to be. So let's get into this interview. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited because I have Ashley Filling Jim with me today. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm really excited you're here because we're both part of Alice and Melody's Rise and Bloom. So we get to see each other every month, but we don't actually get to chat one on one. And I know that, you know, you're in law and you have so much to offer my audience. So why don't we start off with you worked, you have worked for over 20 plus years in big law firms. Can you tell us what that's like? Cause I only get, you know, what I get from TV shows and I think it's kind of cool, but I would never want to work those kind of hours.
1: <laughs> well, you, and it's funny. A lot of people say, did you see this lawyer show or that lawyer show? And I said, no, I, 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 don't want to watch work when I'm at home, you know? Mm. Um, and there's some truth to some of those shows, but it's um, never the cliffhanger moments that, uh, that you see on TV, but Yeah, I spent um, 20 years at a large international law firm over a decade as a partner uh, in litigation. And I worked on what I like to call big, nasty litigation, Um, bet the company, high profile kind of stuff where you had large teams of lawyers really um, uh, driving the work through to represent the client and that took me all over the country, um, and it was, it was such a fun experience. I had um, several years where I was working with a team out of New York, and we were traveling across the country doing um, some mock jury exercises and testing, and that was an absolute blast, but I was on the road a lot, mm-hmm. and while I was living in Atlanta, I was sort of based in and out of our New York office at the time. And then for about seven years, I worked with this great team that was based in Washington D.C. And I was um, managing a, a group of attorneys there. And so, almost at some point, almost every week, I was on the plane um, and, and basically living out of a suitcase in D.C. back and forth. And it was it was a blast. I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. It sounds cool. I mean the. Like you said, it's not exactly maybe how it is on TV. Are, are there good looking men as lawyers that, that like there are on TV? I have to ask that question because I watch Suits. <laughs> I was about to say, it is not an episode. <laughs> Darn it. Okay, so there we go. Anybody interested in getting into law, if you're doing it for the men, don't do it for that reason.
1: <laughs> but I will say that the men in New York City who are lawyers know how to wear a suit like nothing you've ever seen.
0: Yes, a man in a suit, that's something special. It it really is, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So looking back on the time um, that you were traveling so much, uh, how were you able to maintain a healthy lifestyle?
1: Well, sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't, right? Um, Definitely when I first started traveling, I, and it was, this was before the 2008, 2009 downturn. And so, you know, the, the, the restaurants were fancy and the wine was flowing and there was a lot of, because I was with a group and it was, it was a lot of fun. And the client really encouraged us to just go have a good time. So I literally ate and drank everything in sight. It was, you know, and then, then I paid for it because I, I wasn't as alert as I could be, um, I kept having to buy bigger lawyer lady suits because, I, you know, it, it just it wasn't working for me. And so, um, about a year into that, I said, I started running marathons. And I, said, why? What am I going to do to make sure I've got some processes in place to take care of myself? Um, and then I would say I really sort of perfected the on the road thing when I was in DC. Um, in, in terms of really caring for myself and setting up some systems that would uh, serve me and give me more energy and vibrance and alertness and um, the, really the a better ability to represent the clients I was representing. Because I, was, I, I, I said for a long time, if I can't take care of myself, how can I, how can I have a client trust me to take care of them?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know for myself, um, when I'm not at my best, I represent a company, you know, I'm not, I don't just have my own business. I like to do coaching on the side, but when I'm representing another company, I have to be really careful because I don't, you know, I'm, I guess I'm grateful that I don't drink anymore because had I been on the road drinking, it would have been a whole different story. But I'm very fortunate that way, you know, I don't show up hungover, but if I have a carb-loaded meal or something that is off my plan, I feel terrible the next day and I find myself drinking a ton of Red Bull and stuff like that and I know I can't do that.
1: Oh, no. Yeah. No, and, and and one of the things I had to learn how to manage was to be in a group of people and who were out having a great time as we should, but to be able to say, no, 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 I've, I, I so, so I think two of the most powerful words that I latched onto, are, I am, right? I am somebody who goes to bed at a decent hour. Mm-hmm. I am somebody who likes to eat as many vegetables as she humanly can during the day. I am somebody who will go have so much fun with you, but I know when to cut it off to take care of myself. I am is, is, um, is how we define it. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's amazing. Cause it, you really, I found I've gotten more respect telling people just the truth and saying, you know what, I'm, I go to bed early and I love waking up early to go to the gym. And they're like, Oh yeah, I can totally understand you go for it. And no one ever gives me grease grief. Grease. <laughs> they don't give me grease either, but they never they never give me grief about it, um, which I absolutely love. And it, it allows you to be more brave and just stand up for yourself and say, Hey, you know what? No, this is the person I want to be.
1: Absolutely. And and it makes people start asking questions too. Well, what what are you doing? Yes. So has you high energy at yeah. Sometimes I, I like to get to the office early. So what are you doing? It makes you get to the office at seven in the morning.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. so excited when you're in that lifestyle to tell other people about it. It's yes. like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you mentioned dining out and I know you're 95% vegan now.
1: Pretty much mostly vegan. Um, I, uh, yes, I have a dairy <laughs> allergy that sort of made me a vegan by default mm-hmm. so i didn't eat meat before i didn't enjoy it um and so i just cut that out and And for me personally i felt better doing that um and then i developed an allergy to dairy that sort of lands me in the emergency room if i'm not careful um and so i'm an accidental vegan <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and I really did have to learn how to navigate a restaurant doing that. And whatever your persuasion is, if you're paleo, if you're vegan, if you're plant-based, if you're just trying to make a change, um, it, it definitely requires some navigating in a restaurant. Um, so I have, uh, I made a list. I have four B's, B-E, to do when you're dining out, right? Number one is be positive. Yes. Smile that goes so far and you know, sometimes I'll just say to the, the waiter or the um, bartender, or whoever's serving me, and that's another tip, I'll get to that in a minute, but um, just be positive, smile and say, look, I'm, I'm kind of your problem child and um, here's what I need, can you help me? And um, so number one is be positive. Number two is be in the game. So I have this game that I play when I'm on the road, and that is how many veggies can I eat today, right? And make it fun. Um, It's not drudgery. It's a gift. Um, Be creative. So for me, a lot of times I need to cobble together a meal by looking at the sides, what vegetables are on the side, or if there's um, a big old steak on the menu with roast potatoes on the side, maybe I just ask them to give me the accompaniment to the steak without it. right? You just get creative. And if you make it fun and engage um, the person that you're working with, then, then it's totally doable. Uh, you just have to ask questions and be kind. Okay, my number four, B is be grateful. Um, because when the food comes, I always say to myself or if I'm dining with somebody else, I am so lucky that I get to eat like this. Mm-hmm. I'm so lucky. Um, and that goes a long way. Now, I will say that um, there are times that I dine out with clients. And I have one client in particular who loves, he thinks it's sport to take me to a steakhouse. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, in that instance, I tell myself, be gracious, Mm right?
0: Um,
1: it's, it's really, um, not about me, right? It's about the company and the enjoyment. And, um, in those situations, a lot of times I'll call ahead to the restaurant and say, can we negotiate a deal before I ever get to the table so that my full attention is on my client or the, the folks that I'm dining with? Yeah. Um, another suggestion I would have is, um, for me, I tend to find the most vegetables at ethnic restaurants. So, you know, Indian restaurants, Mexican, Asian, Ethiopian. When I was working in D.C., there's this great restaurant in Georgetown, Das Ethiopian, and I would eat there almost every day because I knew what I was getting, um, and and I knew I would get something green.
0: Yeah. yeah, You're yeah. so right on all that. And it's funny, you say make it fun, because I was just recently on an interview. And, you know, um, somebody asked me, like, how do you manage? How do you plan? And I'm like, I have fun with it. And mm-hmm. I will sit on Saturday or Sunday before I go on a business trip. And if it's somewhere I haven't been, i I'll, you know, go on to Uber Eats and I will just search, you know, because I'm doing keto right now because I have such a nasty sugar addiction. Mm, And so I just started, you know, typing in keto and it was amazing what came up. And a lot of it was the ethnic foods. And so I was like, well, that looks amazing. That looks amazing. And through friends, I've also been connected with chefs that work in Los Angeles, for example, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm trying all these foods and restaurants that I would have never, ever gone to before. And I have a list of them before I head on my trip so I can go and I, I know what I'm going to order. And it's almost exciting because I'm so, I love food so much. I'm so excited to try something new that Mm -hmm. when I get there, usually I'll even order it in the morning. So it arrives at a specific time at my hotel and I get to try all these new things. And because I'm by myself, I also get to meet, all these cool people in all these little small restaurants. So I find, like you said, it's almost a game.
1: Do you love dining by
0: yourself? I'm getting used to it. Yes, uh-huh. I actually don't. You know, I used to not like that at all because uh-huh. I love being social and talking to people. But to actually just sit there and look around at everybody now and just be mm-hmm. comfortable with being yes. alone—that's a big deal for me.
1: Uh-huh. I I absolutely love. Um, dining By myself,
0: and, and it and
1: it came over time, like you say, with with a certain amount of travel. And I um, I like to make friends wherever I go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: With the so I do like a glass of wine with my dinner, and I often would choose to sit at the bar um, because I like the rapport. I like. Sorry, you hear the dogs back. <laughs> yeah, I <you're> hear the dogs. <laughs> um, I, I like the back and forth. And if I'm traveling to the same place again and again, and you make friends with the person who, there, then they sort of see you coming and they know what it is you need. And then then you've got a routine, 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 routine. So you, you it takes the decision-making out of the equation. When I was working in D.C., I had four or five regular places and I knew what I could get, or I knew that somebody would help me out, you know, or come up with something creative for me. I just made friends that way. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I love to what that.
1: you're talking about, even if you're going to somewhere new, this whole um, planning ahead, again, like you said, a game, the, the strategy for me there was to never wait until I was hungry to have to make the decision.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do it in the morning. I'll I'll be doing my thing in the morning before I have to go visit a client and I'll go on to Uber Eats and I order to be at the hotel at a specific time. So I know when I get back, I don't even have to think about it. I've already made a decision. Even if I'm hungry at that point, I'm yeah. not going to make a bad decision because I can. And it almost makes me super grateful. Everything makes me grateful these days. But I'm super grateful that I'm on a specific plan that I've, because I swore I would never do keto again until I went to Mexico in February. And then I thought, well, you know, I have this really bad addiction to carbs and sugar is my thing. So maybe I should try it again and start a program. So I did, because I know that when I go somewhere, I have to order specific meals and I can't just open up a menu now and go... Oh, you know what? especially when they have the pictures. I'm, when they have the pictures on the menu, I know that they're not gonna look exactly like they are in the pictures, but I still look at it going, that burger and fries looks absolutely incredible. Uh, you know what? I wanted the salad, but I don't think that looks as good anymore. And so I, yeah, being on a specific like if you're a vegan or you're following keto or whatever you're following, When you have those limitations, it almost, once you've got it down to something you love to do and you know that you're nourishing your body, it Mm -hmm. becomes something that's more manageable, I find. Because when you give yourself too many options, it almost becomes unmanageable. And I feel like you lose complete control.
1: You do. So it kind of goes back to that notion of, I I am a person who eats this way, right? And it it does. It takes some of the guesswork out, out of the game and it's a self-fulfilling thing at some point you start to feel so good that you can't imagine eating any other way yeah so yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah and i've experienced that too for so for someone that travels a lot i'm now experiencing what it's like because i think before this whole COVID thing started i was traveling five out of seven weeks Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't spent much time at home. So now spending a little bit more time is difficult. I mean, I'm, I can work on my show and I can do all this stuff, but it it has been a hard transition. How is that for you? Like, how do you feel about being grounded and how are you dealing, like, how do you cope with it?
1: Well, So I uh, left Big Law uh, this past summer and the travel stopped. And that was a, Big mindset shift for me, because I was so accustomed to being on the road. I had, and one of the things I found really helpful to me when I was on the road was to have a, a, a pretty serious routine. Like these, this is what I do in the morning. This is this is how I go about things. And when I um, started working from home, instead of being on the road, the wheels kind of fell off the wagon. And I had to stop and go, okay, Ashley, what was working for you when you were on the road? And um, for me, and everybody's different, but for me, I had to re-examine my on-the-road routine. It was that I was walking everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. And when I started working from home, I, I didn't have to walk to the office. I didn't have to walk to find dinner like I did when I was on the road. So... I intentionally had to build that back into my schedule, not necessarily just for fitness, but for enjoyment. And um, walking back from dinner to the hotel room, I realized was really great for my digestive system and I stopped walking after dinner. And um, so I had to incorporate that back. Another thing I did on the road uh, a lot was I, I, I journaled, yeah, had that extra time to myself. And so I'd, I would write in a journal. Or um, as as I was getting ready to leave, um, to get on the airplane, or while on the airplane en route to wherever I was going, I could plan out the week. Or, you know, and as I was on the plane coming home, I would reflect on the week, and I realized that when I wasn't, that I didn't need an airplane to have to make make myself sit down and think about what do I want to accomplish this week or what did I learn this week. Um, all of those things I had to sort of reverse engineer and build back into my life intentionally because they were serving me on the road. So I know these are really tough times right now and, and folks are definitely having a shift, but it is a good time to, to re-examine um, what, why was that working for me?
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that I've really noticed is cause I, I was going to the gym at first and I would look for a gym at every location that I went to, but at a certain point, some of the gyms wouldn't open early enough and I get up super early and I start early and so that wasn't working. So I bought the resistant band. So I started training in the hotel room and I was like, wow, this actually shaves like up to 40 minutes off of my morning. So now I can enjoy a coffee a little bit longer. I can journal, like you said. And it's been a game changer since I've been home. As soon as the gym shut down, everybody's panicking because it's like, ah, how am I going to do my workouts? And had I not had them, I wouldn't have really had a lot of other extra additional workout equipment to do that. And I'm like, well, I can just use my workout bands now. It doesn't change my, my routine at all. And it's making sure I kept that mentality. I don't, I do work out. Um, sometimes I go for walks. I, kind of, I like to try and get some sun, especially right now, because I try and stay in as much as I can. But I found that that living on the road has actually really helped me in my home life now.
1: Absolutely. I love that you have the resistance bands and that it's working for you and it's part of the routine. And yeah. any... Um, healthy, quote, healthy way of living. I, I do believe there are certain routines that you build into your every day um, to support that, whether you're on the road or at home.
0: Right. So what does for you, I believe that habits, and I finally came to the realization over the last few years that, you know, it's great to come up with all these goals that we want to achieve, but if you don't break them down into small increments and realize that it's actually the habits that you do every single day that bring you closer to that final destination and it makes it less overwhelming, um, what are some healthy habits that you have in your life?
1: Well, uh, it, for me, it's routine. Um, what I get up at the same time every morning. Um, before COVID, I went to the... Um, Ashtanga yoga that I did every morning, and that would set my day. Um, now I do that at home, um, or I stream a workout online or, or something, but I, I make sure I get my fitness in early in the morning. Um, I have a whole um, supplement ritual. So the first thing in the morning, there's a lemon in my water, you know, um, and then I you know, you take my supplements and then do some working out, plan the day, set my intentions for the day, all of those basic things. But yeah. It, it, it. And you slowly add one thing at a time. I know, uh, so I, uh, maybe five or six years ago, I was really, really unhealthy. I was not well. I was not taking care of myself. And I couldn't just change everything all at once. It was a slowly peeling back the layers to see what works for me in this situation. Yeah.
0: So you say that you were unhealthy five years ago. and I know you touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but what did that look like for you?
1: So uh, it was kind of like a roller coaster with me up and down through the, I, I spent about 15 years on the road uh, quite frequently. And, um, early on, it was out of control. Then I, then I got a handle on it, but my handle wasn't great because I was over-exercising. I was, um, under-eating or, you know, doing all of those things. It, it really took this last go around to say, all right, how am I going to really just change my lifestyle and not just white knuckle it through to fitness. Right. Um, and so it was, uh, it was a, a slow addition of one thing here and one thing there. And is this working for me? No, I need to take that out of the equation. But I, I decided to make it a lifestyle choice instead of um, a hack.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's well said. And you also like to travel internationally and you like to travel solo. Yes. So I know I one of the things I've learned is traveling for business, you try and not check your bag because it makes it a lot easier when you're transferring flights. But um, mm-hmm. can you give us like just what that looks like for you and some tips and, and kind of the go-to things that you do?
1: Yeah. So um, I do love to travel solo. Um, and one of the reasons I love it is because it leaves you open to meeting people that you might not otherwise meet and um, and to develop friendships and sort of become a citizen of the world. Um, And so I love it. Um, I've learned that it's cheaper and quicker to do it uh, with a carry-on. So I've had to accept that. Okay. The first time I ever went to Europe, I'll give you a backstory. First time I ever went to Europe, there was um, this uh, older French lady named Colette who was helping me and I was trying to figure out what to pack, and she said, "Oh, you want to take your entire wardrobe and let it smell the Italian air and feel Italy." Your entire wardrobe, and I kind of took a step back and went, "Well, yeah, I, I need to be fabulous, right?" But I had to. Over time, I've come up with some ways to to be fabulous with fewer things. Um, so, in terms of packing, um, you know. It, I have, I, I'm a firm believer in Spanx that has these faux leather leggings that can take you anywhere from, you know, fitness and tennis shoes to a night out. It just depends on how you style it. Yeah. I believe in scarves and accessories to sort of change things up in the summer. I'm all about a couple of black sundresses. Yeah. Again, I'll take you from day to night. Um, Another thing I had to accept is that it's temporary. So it's temporary that I don't have my favorite ultra pure shampoo, you know, or (laughs) it's temporary that I don't have um, my hair dryer or all the, you know, all the things. Um, And it's also temporary that I might not be eating as well as I would like to. I was in Paris in the fall and let me tell you what it's like to be a vegan in Paris, all right? Because everything is meat and butter and eggs, Mm -hmm. period. Um, And so there were a couple of times that I just had to let it go and just embrace that, yeah, I'm probably going to have an omelet, but I'll ask them to hold off on the butter and um, I'll put a salad on the side and it'll be fine. Um, and, And then the other thing I would say is, just walking, walk, 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 get curious and explore. Um and stay open.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I it's funny you mentioned Paris because I went there I think I was in my mid twenties mm-hmm. with my aunt and it was just wine, um, baguettes, cheese and in Dutch I'm from Holland. That's what we eat, right? You go, you have bread and Mm -hmm. cheese in the morning, bread and meat, bread and cheese and French fries. So (laughs) I could eat that every single day. When I went to Chicago, it's deep dish pizza. And I went for a four day business trip and I had deep dish pizza every single day because I thought, you know what? I'm never here and it's something that I can do right now. So I enjoyed it.
1: I love that you accept that there are, you can bend the rules once in a while to enjoy yourself, but it's not an everyday thing. Enjoy your life, live your life. don't get so stuck to the rules that you can't yeah. live to the fullest.
0: You got to give yourself some grace. And I, I, uh, you know, it's one of the big things I've learned over the last year and especially over the last few months is mm-hmm. I haven't actually had any sugar and it helps being at home. I have to admit, cause it is yeah. a lot harder on the road, but, um, I haven't had sugar for about eight weeks now. And so I'm finally getting the results I want and I'm not craving anything. So that's a plus for me, but am I, you know, do I plan to keep at this? Yes. But I would say at a certain point, I'll let up a little bit and be maybe at the 90% mark where it's like, I will plan if I want to go out for a meal where, because I do plan to go out for an evening and have some, you know, maybe mussels or oyster because I like some types of seafood and some French fries, we have an amazing restaurant here and you know will i do that all the time no i won't but i have to allow myself to live as well and i have to let myself slip and that's definitely going to happen so i'm more loving to myself when i have those moments
1: yeah we have to speak so kindly to ourselves in this um as they say perfect is the enemy of good
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: and if i have a big night and I eat something crazy. If, if I beat myself up about it, I'm probably going to go right back and do the same thing the next day. But if I just decide, man, I am going to enjoy the heck out of this and I'm going to throw myself into this and enjoy every single bite and just be present with it, then um, then you get to give yourself that gift.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, I always say, just eat with purpose. I like that. Eating with purpose used to mean to me eat as much as I can in such a short period of time and just get it all in. But Mm -hmm. now it's actually sitting and taking your time and enjoying every bite because I'm on the go so often that for me, a lot of the times that is reality. It's like, okay, I got to have a meal. I'm going to quickly eat it. But, you know, I've, I've trained myself when I'm on the road, when I'm in the hotel I have it delivered at a specific time and I'm in no rush, you know, I'm home. I don't, or not home. I'm, I'm at the hotel. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to do anything. I don't have the same responsibilities I have at home. And it's almost, I don't know if you found this, but from traveling so much to going home, I found it was more difficult for me to be at home because I had all the responsibilities opened up and it's like, okay, I have to go see so-and-so and I have to spend time with my family and, you know, did you, do you struggle with that at all when you were traveling? Um,
1: when I was traveling, it was easier to just focus on the one thing. And that yeah. was, well, two things, work and taking care of myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there were times that the work would take over, you would, would overwork, where you, you didn't set the limits that you needed. If you're, if you're working and you're on the road and it's just you you can get you can get attached to that laptop and and realize suddenly it's eleven o'clock at night and you haven't eaten well, you haven't gone for a walk, all of that. So it's a it's a fine balance, but but yes, getting back home and trying to implement that,
0: yeah, it's a shift.
1: It's definitely <laughs> a shift.
0: It is. So if you could give three of your top tips to staying healthy on the road or being successful on the road, what would those be? Mm. Okay, three. Number one, decide. You can pick more, by the way. Oh, gosh. (laughs) What are your top tips?
1: Decide ahead of time how you want to show up and who you want to be, right? Um, Number two, have fun with it. Enjoy taking care of yourself and make it a game to say, you know, can I, you know, um, how far can I walk today? What new things can I see? How many vegetables can I eat? What new people can I meet? Just enjoy that. And um, number three is perhaps watch how you speak to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself some grace. Um, And uh, don't get too bogged down in the rules, but just Give yourself some grace and love yourself. And the more of that you do, the better you take care of yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And then for sleep, I wanted to ask you this because it's something that I used to take for granted. And I know that if I didn't sleep well on the road the next day, I would naturally make bad decisions. Um, How often, like how long do you sleep when you're traveling? Do you have like a full eight hours or?
1: Uh, I'm not good at full eight hours. I'm about a seven hour person that's mm-hmm. what my body needs um and for me personally i wake up super early so i have to go to bed at a decent hour um and sleep is imperative uh, it it keeps you from if, if you haven't had a good night's sleep the night before then you're going to make some some decisions you wish you had made um and it, it also you know if you're if you're on the road for work then you don't show up that day the way you really want to. And look, in fairness, it's, it's hard to sleep on the road sometimes because you're in an unfamiliar place and the bed may be funky or the you know folks next door in the room next to you or watching TV super loud or whatever. You just, you find ways to work around that, but you do prioritize. I found that when I prioritize sleep, I'm more effective in every aspect of it.
0: Yeah, and that's sleep is something that I struggled with big time when I started traveling. So I found that I had to be a little bit more diligent about bringing earplugs with me and making sure I shut off all electronics at a certain time. Do you have a routine so that you can ensure that you have a good night's sleep when you're on the road?
1: Uh, so I'm a good sleeper. I'm I'm gifted oh, lucky. <laughs> I'm a really good sleeper. So for me, it, it the biggest piece of it is um, setting a time by which I will go to bed because, and I think there's science behind this, but I couldn't quote it to you that if you just, if you push through and say, ah, I'm a little tired, but I'm going to push through and do this one more thing. Then you've missed your window and the sleep does not come. But if I'm religious about when I go to bed, my body will follow that clock. And the other piece of it is gratitude, gratitude for these Fresh crisp sheets that i 'm climbing into, right and gratitude that there are um, blackout shades to make it super dark in this room um, and just really enjoying that experience in that moment and that time is uh, is a gift
0: yeah, I never even thought of that i mean i I have gratitude because I practice gratitude journaling and mm-hmm. I actually listen to a gratitude meditation as i 'm falling asleep but yeah, it's I, I just having those fresh sheets. You you don't. I did never thought about it that way. I'm always I'm aware of it when you get in and yeah. you're like, oh, this is so nice and cozy. I don't have anybody beside me bothering me. <laughs> it's uh-huh. just it's kind of a cool feeling.
1: It's really great. It's somebody else made that bed. Yeah, I'm I'm an avid. I I am a big believer in making your bed every morning because it sets the tone for the day and says it's sort of an announcement to the universe that you're ready. Yeah. But the flip side of that is to to sort of engage in the whole sensory experience of going to sleep and reflecting on the day, but not holding on to it and thinking about the pieces of the day where there is a lot of joy or learning or something, the littlest things to celebrate. And then boom, I'm out like light.
0: Yeah, uh, it's I'm I'm getting better. It's I actually wear an aura ring, so I track okay. how much sleep. And as I've been implementing all these new habits and lifestyle of eating, my sleep just continues to get better. So. I know that that's playing a huge part in it. So it's working. <laughs> and what are, what
1: are you learning from the ring? What's it teaching you?
0: It te- te- teaches you how quickly you fall asleep. So your mm-hmm. latency, it teaches you how restless you are at night because it monitors your um, blood pressure and your, um, uh, just kind of your heartbeat if it's, you know, faster or slower. So it gives you an idea of how much REM sleep you get and how much deep sleep you get and, you know, deep sleep for me, I typically will get about anywhere from 15 to 45 minutes I was getting. And now that I, you know, wake up in the morning early, I work out, I do everything in a specific routine, it's gotten better. And it, I notice it's slowly creeping up and my REM sleep is slowly creeping up. So it it's a nice indicator of how things are going. And you can feel it. Like if they're the other night, I woke up at two, uh, about quarter to three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't fall back asleep because I'm developing this course right now. And I got really excited. And I thought of ideas as soon as I woke up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you can go to bed for a couple more hours. This is your sleep-in day, but I couldn't fall back asleep. So I just woke up. But as soon as I looked at the app on my phone, it shows, you know, you only got five hours to sleep, but you need to take it easy today. So it'll actually Tell you how much activity you should do based on how well your body's recovered.
1: I love this. This sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. It's an aura ring. So <laughs>
1: okay, and and I'm totally with you. If I wake up at three thirty in the morning and it's suddenly a battle to go back to sleep, sometimes I'll just embrace it and say, "Well, the universe wanted me to get busy being productive today and get up and do it and figure it out." You know, go to bed a little. bit Earlier at the
0: end of the day, done. Absolutely. I think I managed to push myself. That was um, Thursday, Wednesday night. So, Thursday night, I stayed up till about nine, but usually at around nine o'clock is when I start to doze off. So, Mm -hmm. I uh, kept it at my normal routine. I actually slept for nine and a half hours the following day, though. (laughs) So, I clearly needed it.
1: Well, it really is such an exercise in listening to your body you know, what does my body need right now? Does it need sleep? Does it need something green? Does it uh, need to just sit and have a moment or does, does my body want to move? And if you just ask yourself that a several times throughout the day, you'll find it becomes a little bit more natural um, to, to, to move through the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I try and coach people, right? It's like, listen to what your body's telling you you know, if you're tired, rest. And I found that I have to find that out the hard way still myself, because usually my body's like, okay, no, you're done. (laughs) And it it shows me I'm super done. But, you know, I am starting to listen. And I do realize that my health is important. And especially right now, I mean, I, you know, am I worried that I'm going to get, you know, COVID-19? I could, but Mm -hmm. I do everything that I'm supposed to. I stay inside, I do my social distancing, but I'm, also not as fearful anymore, I think, because I do live a healthy lifestyle, you know? So knowing the reality is I could very much get it. I'm not scared because if I do, I know my body is set up properly and it's going to do what it's going to do. But, you know, I've at least started something good. So I'm in good shape.
1: I could not agree more. I could not agree more. Yes. It's foundational how we care for ourselves. And, um, I don't know if you've ever. I know most people have seen the movie *The Born Identity*, right? Yes. But I remember reading that book uh, by Robert Ludlum, and the main character is this, you know, government-trained assassin, and he's running for his life. And every now and then, he would stop and grab a few hours rest in a hotel room. And it's in the the quote that stuck with me was "rest as a weapon," right? And um, if even based on his training, it didn't mean just shutting down fully, but just pressing pause so that you have the resources to uh, move forward with the rest of the day or the week or the month.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And how are you managing to stay positive right now? Because, I mean, we're part of a group together and everybody seems rather positive and we try and lift each other up. But how are you personally dealing with things right now? Um,
1: I tend to we 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 mentioned this before but i tend to live in gratitude Mm -hmm. and so i try i try not to be a pollyanna but i do try to find the silver lining in in everything that i'm presented with and there are so many people who are i'm so grateful to for putting their lives on the line for us and for helping people and caring for people um i'm grateful for the care and compassion people are showing one another around the world And I'm grateful for this pause. Um, I'm grateful for everyone to have a collective pause um, so that we can stop and think about, all right, when this is over, what really matters to me? How do I want to show up in the world? Um, What do I want to change? What needs to stay the same that was working for me? and what really matters I'm, I'm super grateful for the pause and so that's how I stay positive
0: yeah I feel exactly the same way I love that you said that and you know I have friends and we have mutual friends that are in the medical industry and yes. they're going into work every day so I hear so much from them and I just it makes me so much much more grateful for everybody that does that that's for sure
1: so grateful. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: how can, if uh, my audience wants to know more, wants to follow you on social media, how can they get a hold of you?
1: Yes. So, I have two different Insta accounts. Um, the one with uh, me and my kids and my travels and my big fluffy dog uh, is at Kick Ash Life, K I C K A S H L I F E. And then I've got a site, Kick Ash Law, L A W where I just share what's on my mind or what I've learned, um, or what I'm thinking about quotes and, um, stories that come to mind and that kind of
0: thing. And so either, either way, it's great. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on my show. I totally appreciate it. I had the best time talking to you. Thank you for having me. For those of you that spend a lot of time on the road and will be traveling soon again, I hope you got a lot out of that interview. I love talking to fellow road warriors just to see what they do, right? How they show up for their business trips, how they order from restaurants and stuff like that. It's always great to add more tools to the toolbox. And you know, if you're struggling right now and you're not sure where to start Uh, you need some additional coaching, feel free to reach out to me for a free coaching call. You can head over to my website, theroadtohealth.me, and I would be happy to chat with you and, you know, maybe help set you up with a plan uh, to make things a little bit easier to develop uh, some new habits and also to figure out what roadblocks are standing in your way from you achieving your goals. But my mission is to see people gain the firm belief in themselves so that you can change your lives no matter what the challenges that face you are. And until next time, guys, stay safe out there that wraps up another episode of the Road to Health podcast, where my goal is to provide you with content that not only inspires you, but also provides information and strategies that you can use to implement in your own journey. I know from experience, it can be super hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I've worked with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free 30-minute call to figure out how to achieve your goals, visit my website today at www.theroadtohealth.me. When you're there, make sure you download the latest copy of my five tips to staying positive while working from home. And until next time, be safe and healthy.